So, hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It's the middle of the night again, and I woke up with a definite idea in my head. <laughs> a definite idea in my head. So, I was trying to find like like the best example of this. And I was thinking about... Um, that movie, A Christmas Story. I was thinking about, I think his name is Ralphie. Like, he's the main character of A Christmas Story. His name is Ralphie, and and a lot of people have seen it. I'm sure not everyone has seen that movie, but a lot of people have seen it. And there's this, there's this ongoing um, part about it where he's trying to win this prize from Ovaltine. So you have to like collect these Ovaltine thingamabobbers. I'm not sure what on the Ovaltine doesn't matter, but you have to collect them. And then it, it has a code and, and he's just so, so, so excited. And then he breaks the code and and it's this complete letdown. Just just utter and complete letdown. He's just like all this for that. <laughs> all this for that. And in fact, if you think about it, a lot of times it's like that. Where you think that you know, something is going to, like, there's something that you think that you really, 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 really want. And you even work really hard for it. Like, we work really hard for it. And then we get it. And it's, and there may be this big moment. And then, and then there's sort of this letdown. And it was, so, at uh, one of the places that I've been employed, I very recently, a couple got married. And uh, I was I was actually looking, trying to find, you know, like wedding pictures. I was very excited because we had actually, it's a candle making factory and we'd actually made some candles for their wedding. And I, you know, and, and then at work, you know, somebody was telling us, you know, oh, these are the details about, more details about the wedding. And so I was like listening and then I was like, you know, and then you're married. And then you go on the, about being a married, married, you know, or you study for three years to become a lawyer and then you're a lawyer. <laughs> Then you have to go out and you have to lawyer. Then you have to jump through another hoop and pass another test. You know, pass the bar. And then you have to, you know, keep studying for this and keep studying for... I mean, it. it's like it never ends. And then you are whatever it is, you know. I often thought... I had been 
several professors, not even just one, but several professor, professors had had actually suggested that I go into law. And I, I'm very, very glad that I didn't. And the reason why I'm glad that I didn't is because I think I would have been hugely unhappy in that field because it's the interpretation of the law. There are no laws, as they say there are laws. There's a law and you can interpret that law 50 different ways. <laughs> you can have two lawyers fight it out. You know, it's like you think about these different cases, you know, where where on either side, you know, like somebody who didn't do something and they get executed and then somebody who did do something and they go free. I mean, it's it's a circus. It's really a circus. I mean, it is. Um I was I was thinking about um also at the occupation that I've been working at, there's this um so we we use this there's this great big box of wax. Like it's a gigantic like box of wax and and it has a spout and when we're so then we fill something with wax and then we we shut it off and then um we put this glove over it and every time I put the glove over it I think about OJ Simpson and the circus that was going on during <laughs> that trial. It was a circus. Um, or at the same time, something that really isn't talked about was this nanny who actually killed a little boy and she got time served and they sent her back to England. I think she may have been British. She may have been from the UK and they, they gave her time served. So she served like nine months for killing a baby. And she did. I mean, they found the. It was unanimous. Um, they they found her guilty of murder, or manslaughter, or whatever. And what the parents must have felt like, when their son, you know, was dead, and the nanny, the person who was responsible for their child's death, gets to go home. Hmm. And so I'm 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 doing a little detour here. So let me get back to my to my actual subject. So I'm thinking about actually myself. I'm thinking I'm thinking about about this this when this it's like this when this happens when this happens when this happens like this futuristic, you know. And I feel like I've gotten a whole lot better at that. That I'm. I'm, however, it is really, really challenging to be in the moment and also being creating a future, <laughs> be creating my reality. And, but our reality is only in the present moment. But it, like, how do you, how do you like, like balance this? Like what I would like my life to be, um, what I would like my future to be, and while my my now is actually pretty great, I mean it's not exactly, 
um, exactly what I would want it to be, but it's moving in that direction. I'm on a journey and I'm learning to enjoy the ride. Uh, I'm actually learning to enjoy when I get to the destination, the ride back and I'm really starting to enjoy it all. Like in, um, in April around my birthday, I went to San Diego so I go to San Diego and I get an Airbnb and it was in the middle of the quarantine still. I couldn't even sit on the beach. If you, you know, there were, there were points at, during this trip where there were helicopters, you know, and they were shouting out, you know, there, it's a quarantine, stay off the beach. You know, I mean, it was just, that part was really kind of crazy and you couldn't go into like any place without a mask. I mean, I guess in California they were really strict at this point and but I had a wonderful time my drive there was great my drive home was great I mean it was it was really fun it's so sorry about my yawn I'm, I'm really trying not to yawn in my in this podcast but I've already yawned um but actually what I'm referring to is what I talked about I had done a podcast a couple days ago and I that I really really want to meet this person like like not just meet this person but like spend enough time with this person to know whether I like him or not and I woke up just now really thinking about that really thinking about about perhaps this person really isn't who I think they are. I mean, I have not had the opportunity to find that out. Um, and I've been sort of in this, in this place of, of more so in my own self, it's been more so about just being right about my principles. My right in, about my principles and the fact that for some reason, I would like to meet this person to see if we could be something. And, and my ability, my abilities to make that happen. That possibility. And so it's sort of like this, my need to be, to test my, my abilities in the art of creation. And so, and so, you know, it's, it, it is an ongoing thing for me. This, do I, do I take the road that's in front of me? Um, or do I, do I, wait for it is what it is that I really want and and actually sometimes getting general about that which I think may be a path that I'm going to take is to go a little bit more general with that really really write down the characteristics of of exactly what I'm excited about in my life and then allow the universe to deliver that to me instead of because I have a feeling that there's a reason why 
this person has not come into my proximity. And I, I, based on the signs, like I, there's so much that I have not spoken about in my podcast that I've had these synchronicities with this person that have been so bizarre. They've been just like so exceedingly bizarre, like that there's no, there's no, like there is something really something there. And so, but the fact that he, and, and you know, and then is this, is he aware of me or is he not aware of me? And I'm, I, I feel fairly certain that he, you know, <laughs> is aware of me, but, but why hasn't he contacted me? And, you know, and so there's like this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. There's all these reasons for why he hasn't contacted me. Um, but I had a pretty major synchronicity yesterday with this particular person. <laughs> but there's this term that we've been using at 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 um at my my candle making occupation and that is plausible deniability. Deniability. And so like everything, you know, a lot of these synchronicities, you could just you could definitely just deny them. Like not necessarily me denying them, but him denying them. These are, you know, I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> I don't have the slightest clue what she's talking about. So I, so in these circumstances, I, there, there are some techniques that I use that I really, really try to lighten up. Like, you know, just lighten up about it because really life is, is, I really believe this, that life is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be an adventure. It's supposed to be, you know, and either we believe that God is good or we feel like God is a God of deprivation. Is God a God of deprivation? You know, I'm, I'm purposefully depriving you of... <laughs> whatever experience it is that you're wanting to experience, you know, and I just, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that. I, I believe that God is, is, is the definition of love and generosity and peace and that we've been told otherwise we've been you know just told all of these human characteristics about God I don't believe that God is anything like 
humans in the sense like God doesn't have these characteristics it's a little bit less um, I'm not really sure what the word is right now off the top of my head I can't like sort of like non-biased like, like we act like God has these like preferences God has these preferences but really you know it's our experience so if we if we go through our life angry we're going to have a different experience of life than somebody who goes through life with just a little bit more of a haphazard attitude and so we're building our life based on on our I guess some would say like our emotional IQ I guess to some degree of, of choosing love instead of hate making that choice to act on, on things or not act on things um, when we're angry <laughs> can hear outside the there's a truck I have my window open because the weather where I live is just so beautiful it's gotten really cool like all this sudden bam it's it's I woke up yesterday and it, it was like I don't even think it was 60 degrees it was so nice I just I just although I'm gonna have to start bundling up wearing my jackets I love my jackets <laughs> but, and that's just another thing like another point it's like you know through through our life oh when it's you know fall actually fall really is my favorite time of year but it's been less my favorite time of year than other times of year in the last honestly it's been less of my favorite and that they're all my favorite they're all my favorite time of year because spring feels so good after winter doesn't it when the temperatures are, you know, closer to 70 than 30. <laughs> Spring is like so wonderful after winter. And then the summer months, you know, when you, when our children are little and we get to spend more time with them. But then we would also say, oh my God, they're home from school. Oh. <laughs> which is a whole other thing that I want to do a podcast on, but I'm not going to digress to that in school. But, you know, so it's sort of like whatever it is, it's like us wanting something different. Like, like when I was young, I used to like curl my hair all the time. Like I would, I would, um, I would put it in braids every night. I braid my hair every night so that, and then I take my braids out and my hair, people had no idea I had like, well, my hair is really weird. It's like kind of wavy on the underside and then kind of 
straight on the outside. <laughs> it got really weird here. But I mean, for the better, my hair is sort of straight. Um, not curly. And so I had to curl it, you know. And so it's like, we always want what we don't have. Isn't that true? Isn't there like truth to that? That we want what we don't have? And then when we get it, a lot of times, there is this happiness for a moment. I was thinking about that. Like, <clears throat> I, I've been married multiple times, which is, is still, I, I, I feel like a failure on my part. I, I'm just going to say that out loud. And I, I really need to maybe define, redefine for myself. I mean, it just is what it is, but I just have not been very good at marriage or, you know, people say, oh, you don't pick very good partner. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I'm not very good at marriage, but I remember my first marriage, you know, when I, when I was growing up, I was growing up, I was, grew up a Roman Catholic like there were no other choices for me but marriage and in fact I was never supposed to have sex unless I was married you know and then of course I had to have kids which I you know my children are one of my greatest joys and so I wouldn't trade that for anything but it's like I'm sitting here going and then I was just married I was just married I just went on with being married and and that marriage in many ways was a complete disaster for me. It was a complete disaster for me. I, I was very, and it, it ended disastrously. And so it's like, it's like you, you think you want this thing. And then my, my friends, especially at my occupation, they're really funny. They're like, you know, because they're not really happy married. They're like, it's really hard to be married. It's like, I understand that, but it's, it's not easy to be single either. It's not. I think that it may be easier to be single than to be unhappily married, possibly. But people just don't have any concept of, of what it's like to be the only breadwinner in a house, to be the only person responsible. It's like you're, you know, it is, it is very, very challenging to be a single person with or without children, but I think especially with children because I'm responsible. I'm responsible. But then, you know, the other day I was sitting and I've been trying to recontextualize that because in all actuality, I'm really not responsible because you know what? We would not be able to survive whatsoever without the sustained nutrients that is provided by that which created everything. Like even the, the, you know, although I talked in a previous podcast about the fact that perhaps they will start creating babies in labs 
and they will never even go into a woman's womb. It may be already happening, but but they um but as it has been it's the weirdest thing if you think about it the fact that the way we come to this world is generally speaking through a woman's womb so we come from our dad's sperm and our mother's egg inside of a woman we just ate in a woman's body for a period of time where we are created and it's like as a as a person who is who has had you know three children i didn't really i was a vessel i was actually a vessel for the creation of that baby like i really didn't do much i mean i i ate well and I didn't drink I mean I I like you know I took care of myself and my pregnancy and my baby but I wasn't creating a baby in my womb I wasn't having cells divide and turn into different body parts (laughs) like even the air we breathe we are dependent on and something we can't see for the air that we breathe. And then like like and then like I'm sitting here thinking of all the scientists who would be, you know, so like upset with me for saying such things, you know. Because it's science. Is science really it's science where does science come from? Where did everything come from it's like you know I'm I'm not sure which philosopher it was I I was a philosophy major in my undergrad and I and I can't remember which philosopher but it really kind of does seem like nothing comes from nothing like something has to come from something I mean doesn't it you know but like people try to say oh no no and so and so i'm sitting here and i've started to think you know it's really ultimately god i i am completely dependent on god for everything the fact that i have a heart that beats throughout my entire life when i'm sleeping when i'm awake I'm not telling it to beat. It beats. Isn't that the weirdest thing? If you really think about it, how miraculous it is. We don't put a battery in our heart. (laughs) Sometimes we have to, but I don't, you know, it's like it just beats. It's like the wildest thing. And then this brain and these functions that are doing things as we're we're not thinking. We don't tell our body to digest our food. Okay, it's time to digest now. <laughs> it's just doing it. Our body like does stuff all the time. It's like we're in constant motion. We think we have any sense of any kind of anything in this world outside of 
the benevolent beauty of how we are formed and that there had to be something who put it all in motion and so yes I am acting as an an agent of that which created me and the ability to provide for my children and if I think I'm doing it then I'm, I'm grossly mistaken because it is absolutely the provider as being that which created everything the opportunities that come are just and so so basically I woke up this morning this tonight and I was thinking about this person and really the bigger possibility that this person isn't there's a reason why this person has not come into my physicality and so really really you know and I could I could continue to focus my way into something and really force it but I, I, I'm 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 really at this point and I and I don't even know if I have the ability to do so in a sense because I have I really have just tried um not going in going in a different direction. I really have and and like just trying very, very diligently to um not have him be any focus in my life and so because I don't know I don't know this person I mean I think I really don't know this person and he could be entirely different than who I think he is and my need to be right overflowing over overriding my need to be happy I would prefer to be happy. But I also feel like I I know myself well enough to know that I'm not going to be happy with just anyone and I'm I'm very discerning at this point. I'm very discerning and I I can, I can tell very very <laughs> You know, I was talking to my friends at work about this. You know, it's actually, I, I don't really talk about it very much because I don't want to give too much attention to it in myself. But, like, my last actual love relationship was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. But here was the thing that, that I, my takeaway from it was that I had no idea that I had the capacity to love somebody the way that I loved him. 
having nothing to do with him. Because we, we often think that it's about being loved. But what I learned in that relationship was it's about loving. It's about loving someone. Because I just loved him completely. And, and he had said something about when we split up. <laughs> um, he had said something about walking on eggshells around me. And when I really thought about that, it's like I could see that. Because I, I used to do all these things. I used to, when he would leave for work, I would, I would open the, the window and I would say goodbye to him again. I would leave him like these love notes on the mirror of the bathroom. I like took really good care of his clothing. I would try to buy him all of his favorite things. I wanted to make sure that he had a robe because he didn't have a robe when I met him. And I had him pick it out. I said, do you like this one? And if you, and if you really, really don't love someone and they're, and they're doing these things for you, it would be so, it really would be so ridiculously ridiculous. I can see how he felt that way. And what, what ended up happening, I guess, in the end of the relationship was that he just couldn't hold it anymore and I was telling my friend the tone in his voice changed the tone changed and I realized that that was him not the person that I had been with but this was was him And it was sort of like cutting off my, my arm to break myself free from him because I didn't want to be free from him ever. But I, ha I had to. But it is the act of loving. And so that's actually what I am missing or, or seemingly missing. And so I was thinking, how can I, you know, just focus on the people around me and loving them? You know, the people that I have the opportunity to, to you know, slather that kind of <laughs> affection on. 
And I think that's it. I think that it's, if, if there's anything that is the opportunity to really love someone. I mean, I, I enjoyed a lot of the activities that I did with him. Like we used to hike. <laughs> I remember we had, had taken this, um, this hike this one time and it was a very, very, very steep mountain actually in Colorado around this mountain and we just keep going and going and going. We have been like hiking almost it seemed like solidly uphill. You know how you remember things like a little different than maybe they were. It was just up and up and up and up and I was, I'm just like I mean I think we were hiking up for like five hours. And um and I, he kept saying, I really want to make it to that ridge. I really want to make it to that ridge. And I said, look, I'm going to that ridge and that's it. If you want to go past that ridge, you can go past that ridge, but you go alone. <laughs> and we, I ended up, I was like, I'm like, you're going to have to like rub my legs for a week because I'm in so much pain. Oh my God. I like to hike, but, but sometimes things can be a little extreme for me <laughs> but we used to do a lot of hiking and and um it was a trip that was quite a trip but anyway so basically the theme of this podcast is i guess be sort of aware because you just might get it. You might get it all. You might get the person. You might get it all. And then... So enjoying... Enjoying and seeing what comes out of just enjoying our life. The moment... Just sort of staying there suspended in an ever-present moment, realizing how absolutely perfection it is. That every moment has its perfection. <laughs> And on that note, I'm going to end this podcast. Thank you for listening. And that's a wrap.